Weekly Loss Podcast, episode number 247. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No. Reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. Oh, crap. But this radio has a wider bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you call a party in a podcast. Hold it! Stop, do you hear that? Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are here with yet another weekend review of an episode of Lost. And of course, this one we are talking about is Happily Ever After. And I'm very excited to announce that before we begin anything, before we begin anything, we have some big news of an upcoming interview. Dr. Pierre Chang, also yes. known as Dr. Mark Wickman, also known as Dr. Marvin Cano. Right. In uh, his actual name is Francois Chow, and we are going to be interviewing him. It's tentatively set up for Friday afternoon, so this coming Friday, and we are very, very excited. That's very cool. I'm really hoping that that time works out um, for me to be part of the interview. And, yes, you know, absolutely. And I definitely want you to be a part of the interview. It's, it's spring break and stuff. But, yeah. So uh, if you guys listen to this, folks, here's your opportunity. If you want to be a part of the interview and ask Dr. Marvin Candle slash Mark Wickman slash Pierre Chang uh, a few questions about Lost, uh, you can do so by calling in your questions at area code 859-795-4067, 859-795-4067. Uh, just call in, leave your question on there, and we will play them for him during the uh, time that we have him on the telephone, and we'll get in as many questions as possible. So, uh, you know, and if you want to ask him about what the heck's going on with his hand, uh, feel free to do so. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun and I'm very excited about it. So just thought I'd just jump in with that news right up in front right. of the show. No, absolutely. Let people know what's going on. Anyway, so with that, Stephanie, I think it is time to jump right into exploring the mystery. We're lost on an island, running from boars and monsters, freaking polar bears. I've looked into the eye of this island, and what I saw was beautiful. Lost, exploring the mystery. That is right, my friends. We are exploring the mystery, and this episode was indeed full of it. It Myst- was. Mystery, that is. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, too much fun. It was. And uh, I think what we're going to do is we're going to just start off by playing a couple really awesome audio clips uh, from the episode just to get us get us going here. A uh, little reminder of a conversation between Desmond and Charlie in the bar. One drink. Let me go. So what's your job then? To babysit me? What are you? Mr. Whitmore's chief lackey? Henchman, no title. Plenty of pucks, though. Hmm. Such as? I get to meet so many people. Well, cheers then. Tell me, Perky, 
Are you happy? Quite. No, you're not. Well, I've got a great job, lots of money, get to travel the world. Why wouldn't I be happy? Have you ever been in love? <laughs> Thousands of times. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about spectacular, consciousness-altering love. Do you know what that looks like? I wasn't aware that love looked like anything. I've seen it, mate. On the plane back from Sydney. Is that so? Well, we were on the same flight, so... Maybe I saw it too. Trust me, you didn't. Oh? Enlighten me. Who's this woman? Two rows in front of me, in handcuffs, sitting with a cop. He looked at me, knew I was holding. If I didn't take action, I'd be caught. So I got up, went to the lav, proceeded to eliminate the evidence by swallowing my stash. And at that exact moment, we had turbulence. I choked the entire bag of heroin is stuck in my throat. It's, uh, it's over. Everything starts to go dark. I'm slipping into the abyss and then I see her. Oh. A woman, blonde, rapturously beautiful. And I know her. We're together. It's like we've always been and always will be. This feeling, this love. And just as I'm about to be engulfed by it, I open my eyes and this sodding idiot is standing there asking me if I'm okay. But I saw it. Just for a moment I saw what it looked like. Well, that's just... Poetry, brother. You know, you should, you should write a song about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're saying. Poor suicidal rock star. But I've seen something real. I've seen the truth. You know, that's not the truth. You want to know the real truth, base? Right now you have a choice. You can keep on drinking, or you can come with me. Now, before you make your choice, realize that if you stay here, it will very likely result in the extermination of your musical career. And if I go with you, 20 minutes, you'll be luxuriating in a five-star hotel. Right on the harbor front, Charles Whitmore, one of the most powerful men in this town, will owe you a favor. Doesn't really seem like a choice. It's always a choice, brother. Now, Stephanie. Yes. I love this. Number one, right. there's always a choice. There's always a choice. So does is this, uh, that phrase, there's always a choice, brother. Does this mean, you know, because prior to this episode. I think that that is as important as see you in another life. See you in another life. Exactly. See you in another life. And there's always a choice. We've been talking about the fact the theory has been floating around for, well, this entire season so far. Right. That the finale is all going is going to be about the fact that people, the, the folks on the island will get to choose. There's always a choice. And that language being thrown into this episode really loved it. It was really, it was, it's great. I was just happy that Charlie was back. I said that on, yeah, on, on what day was that? Tuesday. On Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Seems like it. Seems like it. The other thing that I really liked about this audio clip stuff okay. is that this part of the episode makes me realize that in the premiere episode, okay, 
uh, when they launched the season, when we saw Charlie get upset about the fact that Jack saved his life, it almost didn't make sense. All right. You know, and he's like, listen, I was supposed to die. I was, was like, what? Because was he, he tra- was with her. Exactly. Right. It's like, you know, he. It's like being woken from the best dream ever. Right. It's yeah. like, listen, he's like, no, you don't understand that, that life that I had in that. That's and what that, he wanted. It's like, that was so much better than what I have here. Right. And it's like, so it, it's, I want to go back and I want to see, I've got to go back. <laughs> I want to go back to the premiere episode. Okay. Of this season. All right. And I want to see where Charlie comes out and then all of a sudden see that from that perspective. And that scene just With make that information. And it that has scene so will, much it will more come meaning. Alive. I think it absolutely. I think that it would make that come alive for you and um, really understand what Charlie is feeling in that moment. Right. Well, if that wasn't enough Charlie for you, we have a little bit more Charlie in this clip. Why are you running? Because no one here can help me. Now let me go. Why did you try and kill me? I didn't try and kill you. I was trying to show you something. You want to show me something? Show me your hand. What? Your hands. Show me your bloody hands now. You saw something, didn't you? In the water. What was it? What are you looking for me? Who's Penny? I don't know. Oh. You felt it, didn't you? I didn't feel anything. Uh, then why are you accosting a man in a dressing gown? Right, come on, where are we going? Oh, you think I'm going to go play at a rock concert after this? This doesn't matter. None of this matters. All that matters is that we felt it. You want to try and stop me? Good luck. Hey, where are you going? If I were you, stop worrying about me. Start looking for Penny. Stop worrying about me start, start looking, looking for penny, for penny. this was awesome stuff and and you know now sam is in our chat room and he basically says that it's hard for him to see charlie anymore because right. he looks like simon from flash forward he does but and i i argued with sam lovingly and to, but this is a different timeline he's allowed to look different okay i i believe that yeah and and I like his look. And I have to tell you that I didn't get enough of Charlie on Tuesday. And so I got to watch Charlie play Simon <laughs> on Flash Forward. Like, I think that for in my heart right now, he will be Charlie for a very long time still. Do you think you could watch The Lord of the Rings? Absolutely and see, not. And see Absolutely Charlie? Absolutely not. I, I well yeah I'd see Charlie yeah 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 he'd he'd have this crossover career where you know he's still a a bloody rock god but you know he's an actor now too <laughs> nice <laughs> too funny <laughs> all right so uh, you know a lot of mystery stuff going on here and you know what we will get back to some of the audio clips in just a moment from the episode it's time to turn our uh, um, stuff over here to the listener feedback line and hear what you guys had to say. Yes. Colonel Locke, is this line secure? Line secure, go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, it's Hoy. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target area is acquired. We are a go. Roger that. Cliff and Stephanie, my name's Christina, and this is regarding the last podcast. I'm calling from Eden Prairie, Minnesota, and um, lots of information in this episode, and it was rather good, but a lot to digest, but I thought it was very interesting that Penny's last name was Milton, and I just started listening 
to the podcast this year, so I'm not sure if you've discussed this in the in the past, but the whole um, thought of who Penny's mother is, but it is interesting that she didn't have her father's last name of Widmore, but I did think it was interesting that her last name was Milton because John Milton wrote Paradise Lost, and I just, I don't know if that's a tie-in, but there's lots of famous um, people who are, who've been named in the show, John Locke, um, David Hume, just just a thought that that was pretty interesting, and I'd like to hear what you thought. Enjoy the show. Keep it up. Bye-bye. Well, I'll tell you what, Christina, that is something that certainly did not uh, um, come on my right. radar at all, and I think that is an amazing theory. John Milton, Paradise Lost, Lost. it's not a story that I'm personally familiar with, No. but I think if we probably go to, uh, I don't know what, go to Amazon.com and read a summary on it real quick. Uh, we, Do you know what I've been doing lately? What's that? Um... I'll go to Wikipedia and read the the plot or a synopsis of a book so that, you know. Oh, yeah. If I can't read the entire book right oh, then. Oh, yeah. Wikipedia. So yeah. let's do that. So it, it, it's just it's been helping me lately. Thank you. In the. All right. So here you go. When a book is mentioned Those within are... a book that you're reading or a show that you're watching and yeah. you don't have time to go read the entire book. All right. Well, that's okay. a great idea. So I'm pulling it up on Wikipedia here. You Parad- might get a little bit more than. Sure. Uh, Paradise Lost is an epic poem in blank verse by the 17th century English poet John Milton. It was originally published in 1667 in 10 books with a total of 10,000 individual lines of verse. A second edition followed, blah, 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 blah. Okay, where is the actual, what it was? Okay, the poem concerns the Christian story of the fall of man. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Oh my gosh. The temptation of Adam and Eve. Do we or do we not have two characters from the series that pilot been called Adam and Eve. or well not series. I guess the first season wasn't in the pilot, but when we right. found about Alan, Adam and Eve by the fallen angel Satan and their expulsion from the Garden of Eden or perhaps the island. Right. Milton's purpose stated in book one is to justify the ways of God to men. Now, uh, and it says in, let's see here, conflict between God's eternal foresight and free will. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So here's, here's the day. Here's the deal. I'm going to say this has to be intentional. I, I think that you know, we look at, you know, the, the philosopher, is it, was he a philosopher, John Locke? Um, and some of the, just all the other names that have been thrown into this show that obviously are, are, you know, kind of shout outs to these different stories. So yeah, I love that. That is cool. Christina. It really is. That is an awesome theory. Good job. All right. Rock on. Hey, next up, we're going to turn the phone lines. Actually, this one is, it was emailed in as an audio file. I'm sorry. I'm just, Um, that was just a really good catch. It was. And, and I love that. Be- I I never knew about that poem. There's is, even is more. Is it a poem? Or, yeah, it's, right? it was a poem. It, a, it was a poem? Yeah. I just assumed that he was married to, you know, well, here, that's Eloise, a- and that's why, you know, yeah, so well, here, I, I really like that she, I really like that she caught that. That's all. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm glad you stopped me because I'm looking at the second paragraph okay. here on Wikipedia. Listen to this. Okay. Uh, Milton incorporates paganism, classical Greek references, and Christianity within the poem. It deals with the diverse topics from marriage, politics, uh, let's see, and grapples with many difficult theological issues, including fate, 
Hello. Mm-hmm. Predestination. Okay. Uh, the Trinity and the introduction of sin and death into the world, as well as angels, fallen angels, Satan, and the war in heaven. <laughs> I like how you just emphasize the words you want to. Exactly. Uh, Milton draws on his knowledge of languages and diverse diverse sources, which, of course, doesn't uh, lost do sim- similar things. Primarily Genesis in most much of the New Testament, the Deuter let's see, Deuterocanonical anyway, Book of Enoch, and other parts of the Old Testament. Milton's epic is generally considered one of the greatest literary works in the English language. I actually might look that up. I think I probably picked that up for free in uh in uh EPUB form for my iPad. Okay. Well cool. If so. you do let me know. I, I will very cool. Anyway, wow. Christina, I'm Good catch. that was awesome. Awesome. Are we ready for an audio file that was emailed in from straight from Germany? Straight from Germany. Straight from Germany. It, it didn't bypass anywhere first. No, it came it's straight, straight here. Yeah. Direct, direct via post. Nice. Email. Yes, absolutely. Here you go. It's Richie. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Cliff. And hi, everybody else. This is Richie calling from Germany. Um, I think in the last episode they showed us all in. Oh, wait a second! Wait a second. Jeff and Indy says, "Isn't there a character in the poem named Thomas?" And, Shut up! And and, and, no! and, and Jeff no! says, he just puts in parentheses, "I du- he ducks." No, <laughs> that is awesome. Thomas, do you know it was um, the other day we had. We had a young man call in for the Family from the Heart show, and his name was Thomas. And I was like, now I'm being stalked by Thomas. Nice. All right. Back to you, Richie. I really apologize. Here you go. Um, I think in the last episode, they showed us all information we need to figure out what the flesh sideways are. And in my opinion, they are actually flashbacks taking place between season five and the on-island events of season six. So at the end of season five, the bomb explodes. This will lead to the uh, volcano on the island. We heard about the volcano in season three three or two I think I'm not quite sure but we know there is a volcano so this volcano will break out and this is why everybody will have to leave the island and it will sink the island so now we know why the island is at the bottom of the ocean and everybody else is off the island having new jobs in the flash sideways so the flash sideways will take place as we see them but some people in the flash sideways realize that this is not really what was supposed to happen so these are people like Desmond, Charlie, Miss Hawkins, uh, Faraday, and some others. So they will create another big event trying to correct the timeline. And this event will lead to all the things we see happen on island in season six. So we have season five, then all the flash sideways, and then the on island events of season six. Um, another thing to back my theory up is that in Flashes Before Your Eyes, Desmond was near a lot of electromagnetic energy, and so he saw his past. And this is the same we saw in the last episode. Desmond was near a lot of electromagnetic energy, and so this is his past. And this is also why the also sorry why the producers always said it's not an alternate reality and it's as important as the other reality because it's actually the same timeline it's just they're showing things out of order as they always did so basically what i'm saying is it's the timeline is uh, season five 
then flash sideways, then on island events of season 6. Hope that makes any sense. But, well, to me it makes a lot more sense than a certain Thomas theory. <laughs> All the time. Bye. I love that. <laughs> that is awesome. I love that. <laughs> that is so funny. Richard, that I thank great. you for that, my friend. Only because you actually had to, you know, pause his, his message to say what Jeff that, had yeah, written. That even and, makes and it then, funny. It just makes it better, doesn't it's it? as though he knew that we were going to pause and talk about Thomas because he is in an alternate timeline. He flashed back to listen to this episode <laughs> and then finished recording. Right. Okay, so let me get this straight. Yes. Okay. He's saying that we had everything that we've had up to season five. Yes. And they created the... Explosion. Exploded the bomb. Yes. And then all of the stuff that happened in what we're calling the flash sideways uh-huh. are things that happened in the past. They're happen- what- they happened after season five. Like after season five. Yes. Okay. I, I don't, I, you know, as much as I love the theory uh, and, and just how much thought is I'm just is trying to understand. I, I don't know that I completely understand his theory. Okay. I listen to it, but right. I, I don't know that I completely understand it. But here's my concern is that things are di- completely different. Things, right. I mean, things didn't just change as if the plane never crashed. Things are this completely is, different. Things are different as if, you know. They were on not, a different course. Is a comp- yeah, like the, the people, you know, being on the island for some of them never being on the island. I, I mean, well, I, you know, I don't know. Wait a second. This is really what? weird because because Ben and his dad were still on the island at one point. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. remember, he says, you know, could you imagine how, you know, right. things might have been different if we could have so just, right. we could have just left. stayed on that island. Mm-hmm. So there was that. But, you know, obviously this is, you know, as if Jacob never really went and touched these different people's lives. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I would love to see if there was a way that his theory could pan out and be correct. I like the hi- whole idea I that do, this I is really how. I really like it. But I, I still see this as alternate. Yeah. Some kind of alternate timeline that because, I mean, Jack having the son, Jen and son not being married. Yeah, this is Th- way. Be- this goes are, way. Yeah, be- this everything in this sideways negates everything. And I'm we- not just trying to prove his theory no, wrong. I, I think I'm trying to prove it right. I just yeah, we would like questions. to prove it. But here's the deal: I, everything we've seen in season one, season two, season three, four, and five. All, uh, well, okay, seasons one through four, because five was mostly all flash forwards, right? Yes. Yeah. So everything we saw in the first four seasons, all of those flashbacks, most of that was all negated with this new flash sideways, because all of that, I mean, we're we're of the impression that Kate is actually innocent. You know, Mm -hmm. obviously people, you know, you know, Mr. Widmore and Mrs. Eloise Hawkins is now married Mm -hmm. uh, together. And, you know, you know, Penny's last name's different. I mean, Jack has a child. Uh, All all the stuff. Things are very different. None of that jives with anything we've ever seen in the first four seasons. So, you know, Richie, as much as I love the concept of really twisting some really cool stuff together. uh, The only thing I will say is perhaps your theory does make more sense than my Thomas theory, but I'm still sticking to hey, it. Hey, it makes a whole lot more sense than the <laughs> Thomas theory. 
I just want to say that. All right. Let's move on. I to, have never once tried to prove the Thomas theory right. Yeah, exactly. Nor will I. All right. Well, lost uh, conversation here from John. Let's see what John has to say. Hey, Cliff and Steph. It's John calling from Ontario, Canada about the latest Lost episode and what a great episode it was. I was just wondering how it is that we're seeing Charles Widmore and Eloise Hawking alive in this alternate timeline. I mean, weren't they on the island when the bomb went off? Maybe them and they left, uh, maybe the hostiles also left when Dharma left back in 77. Something to think about. Thanks. All right. So let's see here. Eloise and Widmore, we saw them in the 50s, right? They, weren't they in the in the 50s? They were young. In the, no, um, teenager. Yeah. Is that what you're yeah, saying? They yeah, they were younger then. Okay. They were in the 50s, right. uh, flat, you know, going back. Mm-hmm. I, when we, in Jughead. In Jughead, exactly. It was Jughead. Okay. All right. And then um, it was around that time. But in the 70s, were they? On the island? Well, yeah, because she shot Daniel. Was Did that happen in the 70s? Yeah. Didn't didn't it? I don't know. I think that's what did. I'm asking you. Well, yes, I, I believe that it did because that's when that was at the end of season five. Okay. That was toward those those last. Yeah, you're right. Ending episodes of season. So were they, not, had to they be. weren't flashing back and around and all over the place still then? No. Okay. And Sam in the chat room says, yeah, Daniel was shot in the 70s. Okay, well, my my only guess yeah, is... Yeah, he was shot while she was pregnant with him. My only guess is that you know, there was... Wasn't there warning that happened at the in the finale last year where people were warned we have to get off the island and they... I mean... Yes, d- there, didn't there was, they send the, to evacuate people? Yeah, so they were evacuating. They so sent my, the order to evacuate so people. So I'd say that perhaps, John, the, the best way to answer that is to say that they did indeed evacuate people, a, a, a lot of people in time. Not everybody, obviously, but right. But uh, I would say maybe John. Uh, I would say Widmore and uh, uh, Eloise got off. That's that's my theory. What do you think? I think that because obviously Ben and and Roger got off the island. We either have to base it on a theory or leave it to a continuity error, <laughs> which you know yeah. people are out there keeping close track as to who is where and. Why yeah. they're there and how that they w- got there. So th- this is a little bit more than a prop continuity error. This right. would be a bigger right. one. Right. And that's what and I say. So and that's why I say I think that. that we need to, yeah, assume a theory. Yeah. Alrighty. Let's move on to Melanie's call. Melanie, take it away. Hi, guys. It's Melanie from Ohio calling for the Lost podcast. Okay. So I just had one theory after watching it. Great episode, by the way, by far my favorite of the season, but I do love Desmond. I have a soft spot for him. Basically, my theory is that Desmond is the son of Jacob. Why? I don't know. Maybe it's because we have no clue who his parents is. You know, I'm just throwing it out there. Why? Why do the rules not apply to him? Don't know when it's going to be revealed, how much time we really have to reveal it. I would just think it's kind of interesting. Talk to you guys later. Bye. It is interesting that... Did she just say that Desmond is the son of Jacob? Yes. And Widmore told him he has to sacrifice everything? Yes. Well, she didn't say that part, but I'm confirming that. Yeah. No. Well, no. She said that. And then, yes, Widmore did say that. Okay. Interesting. 
Hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Hmm. I like this. That's a cool little theory. See, I love having. It, it was Melanie, right? Yes, Mel- that was Melanie, Melanie from, Ohio. from Ohio. Yep. I was listening. Yes. This is why I love getting all these calls. I know. Can I just say thank you to those of you in the community who pick up the di- the telephone or pick up the dial tone? Uh, yeah, p- <laughs> pick up pick up the telephone and give us a call and share your thoughts or or hit record on some kind of recording device it's and awesome. send these over. It it really is a blessing to Especially us. Especially when Cliff shows up like nine minutes before the show Shh, starts. We weren't going to tell you him know? that. I'm totally going to tell. I'm riding you out. Oh, I was on. here. I was ready. I put my kids to bed. Hey now. And Cliff crawls in the door and then, and then, you know what he says to me? Are you coming? I'm like, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm busted. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the next call. This comes in from Sandy. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Sandy calling from Bristol, Pennsylvania. Um, I just was listening to your initial reaction tonight and I just had a couple things I wanted to mention to you. Um, not necessarily in regards to tonight's episode, but, um, I just had some interesting theories. First of all, I'd like to know who fixed the plane. If the plane wasn't broken, why didn't they just fly off of it with Lapidus when they landed? All right. So I'm going to wait till her next one. I'm going to say it's the healing properties of the island. Okay. All right. I'm just kidding, but a good question. This is my first question. Who's going to fix this plane to get them off the island? Um, secondly... I was wondering, since Smokey has the appearance, or not Smokey, Mikael, um, doesn't die, or didn't die, did Smokey take over his body? And that's oh. why um, he comes back to life. Um, mm. It's just something I was thinking about, and then I also counter-thought, saying, well, he was in the water at the Hydra station, um, the bombs and that kind of nullifies that maybe maybe not i don't know but why doesn't or didn't he die um the last thing that i wanted to mention i'll just say the island wasn't done with him yet <laughs> <laughs> i don't know sounds good to me all right did he have we seen him on the island since the hydra station since he he pulled no. that I don't think and so. He he. I think he died. He finally he died, died with Charlie. Yeah, I think I think the island he was killed done with Charlie. Him. He did kill Charlie. All right. Knew I didn't like him. Sandy's got more. Mentioned, and my husband disagrees with me. I haven't gone back to review the old um, episodes, but Sun and Jin's timeline is different. Um, when they originally showed us their marriage um, back in season one, it was different than when. Jacob came back and touched them, um, and at the season finale of last year, um, she, you know, was a different wedding, and they weren't, you know, they had just gotten married, um, but in this flash sideways now, they're not married, so was that wedding actually a flash forward um or am i just crazy and that was the same wedding that they had originally um plus he blessed them with children and now it looks like jen's son's gonna lose a baby um anyway tonight's episode was great Des is awesome it's great to see faraday back and george mccaskey and um them talking about charlotte and everything was awesome 
Um, you guys rock, and thanks for putting on this great show. I really enjoy it. Um, take care. Bye. Sandy, thank you so much. Yeah, I, I don't know that I can answer anything about Sun and Jin's wedding being different from what we saw in the first season. I just assumed it was the same. Yeah. I have to say that... that I don't even remember that scene because right. I was so uninterested in it. <laughs> I was just like, is this scene over yet? Seriously? Come on, please. So I, I'm apo- I apologize. But, but uh, he did... In that scene, bless them with children, and they did have a child. Mm-hmm. But that's not from the same time line as these flash sideways we're seeing where she's pregnant because we're under the assumption, or it seems to be that that I'm under the assumption that these flash sideways are supposed to be like maybe what their life was like without Jacob's touch. Right. Right. That's what I, that's what okay. I see. I, I see that this okay. entire timeline is completely without the touch of Jacob. Okay. Yes. Hmm. Without him interfering in their lives. Well, Sandy, you got my mind turning. Right. And it hurts. Well, so. I'll tell you what, if that doesn't hurt, let's have, let's turn it off for a while. Let's hear Daniel from the episode. Try to explain everything that's going on in these sideways. Oh, that's really going to hurt. This is going to help. This is going to hurt. Uh, Mr. Whitmore, um, Dan, please call me Dan. Mr. Whitmore is my father. Dan, um, look, if, if this is about Charlie Pace not being able to perform with you, I'm, I'm very sorry. Do you believe in love at first sight, Mr. Hume? <laughs> Excuse me? First time I saw her was walking through this museum a few weeks ago. She she works there. She was on her lunch break. She's eating a chocolate bar. She has these incredible blue, blue eyes, red hair. And as soon as I saw her, right, right in that moment, it was like, it was like I already loved her. And that's when things got weird. That same night after I saw that woman, I woke up and I wrote this. So what is it? I'm a musician. I have no idea. So I took it to a friend of mine at Caltech. He's a math whiz. He said, this is quantum mechanics. He said, these equations are so advanced that only someone who'd been studying physics their entire life could have come up with them. So, so what do they mean? Okay, imagine, imagine something terrible is about to happen, something catastrophic. And the only way to stop it from happening was by releasing a huge amount of energy, like setting off a nuclear bomb. You want to set off a nuclear bomb? Just listen. What if this, all this, what if this wasn't supposed to be our life? What if we we had some other life, for some reason, we changed things? I don't want to set off a nuclear bomb, Mr. Young. I think I already did. Listen, mate, um, I don't know what any of this has to do with me. So why did you ask my mother about a woman named Penny? It happened to you too, didn't it? You felt it. I don't know. I don't know what I felt. Yes, you do. You felt love. That's impossible because I don't know anything about this woman. I don't know. I don't know where she is. I don't even know if she exists. She is... She's an idea. No, Mr. Hume. 
She's my half-sister. And I can tell you exactly where and when you can find her. This was an awesome scene. You want to set off a nuclear bomb? Episode. I think I already did. Man. That was great. It was it was amazing. It was amazing. It made all the putting up with all the flash sideways all the way up to this point worth bearing. Hey, we've got a phone call. I liked the flash sideways. I know you've liked the flash sideways. There's no question that you've liked them. That's been They wouldn't be there if they weren't important. I am holding to that. It would not be there if it was not important. Important, yes. Boring also. Do I want to see them tell the rest of the story? Yes. <laughs> Do I like being wild along the way? Yes. But I just want to enjoy the story that they're I know, giving me. I know. I know. It, I, I just said it made it all worth it. But you're still giving what, did, what just, you find didn't. I just a hard do time. that because I like to just be difficult sometimes. That's all. Sometimes? All the time. Okay. Daniel, what do you got for us? Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. I want to talk back about Desmond. Well, first of all, that thought of Desmond being Jacob's son and what Stephanie pointed out. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that makes me connect that to a theory that I already mentioned in the forums. And it was something I was wondering. We saw that Desmond is somehow due to electromagnetic energy. Whitmore knows that, or he suspects that because he survived the hatch thing. I'm wondering if Desmond is somehow the one and only person that is immune to Smokey. Yeah. And do you think that's because he is um, the son of Jacob? Do you think that has a tie in? He's saying because of the the being immune to the electromagnetism. Oh. Hmm. Maybe that's what Widmore is thinking is that it's related to the EMP or the EM. But maybe that's because he's the son of Jacob. I just love that idea that he's the son of Jacob. I really like it, too. I like it, too. Who was but it that my, said that? I'm already... Is that, is that Sandy that said that? Yeah. Melon- was it Melanie? Melanie. Or Sandy? It was Melanie. Melanie. Okay. Wow. I, I'm, my, my head was, is still spinning. I know. <laughs> I wish I would have previewed this and I would have just like... That was let a good that, I would have let that simmer for so long and then come and just like... Oh, uh, you wouldn't have played her clip and claimed it for yourself. <laughs> no, that, hey, I, I have... You wouldn't have done that. I, I have know. never done that ever. I'm sorry. Will yeah, you forgive me? I will forgive you. Good. Daniel, so, anything else? He only steals my theories. Well, oh, whatever. What if... So if... It's right. Tim, the Thomas Desmond, theory is all Stephanie's. No, not I'll that give one. you credit now. Go ahead, Daniel. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if Desmond is actually in some way immune to Smokey. Maybe that's all the more reason why he has to sacrifice himself or not sacrifice, but uh, his life, sacrifice his life for some reason, because his is maybe the one and only life that Smokey can't take. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I don't know. I I guess with, with all these theories, we're going to have to kind of just sit back and see how this thing plays out. Right. The one thing that I have well, stopped doing got. is trying to figure it out. What'd you say, Steph? The one thing that I have stopped doing is trying, trying to, to figure, figure it out. out. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of have stopped trying to figure it out, but I love listening to other people's theories. Absolutely, Daniel. Thanks for calling in, man. Sure. All right. Are, Je- Jeff Spence. I love how his plays right into 
Melanie's though. I mean, yeah, they really they, can just they coincide w- absolutely with one another very well. Right. Hey, we have another caller on the on the Skype line here. Uh, Jeff, go ahead, my friend. Hey, I have something real quick I want to mention, but before I do, I'm going to need Stephanie to start talking so I, I can interrupt her. Why is that? Because I was interrupting whenever she's talking. Oh. <laughs> she makes a big deal. Um, I want to mention something about Richie's call real quick. I, I'm with you. I think the whole between season five and six are too many problems with it. But he did say one thing interesting, and that was maybe the bomb caused the volcano to go off. Because we know that the island's underwater, and we don't know why. And it's been bugging me ever since Roger told Ben that they left the island. So I went back and I watched that right after Richie's uh, message. Nowhere in there does he Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. You went back and watched that entire scene in episode since Richie's call? I have a TiVo, dude. Oh, okay. I fast forwarded and turned on the closed captioning until I got to that scene. And I watched that in in one F1 fast forward mode, which still shows the captioning. (laughs) He never blames Ben for leaving the island. Right now, we, you know, he blames Ben for everything. So I was kind of surprised when I realized that he's like, think of what you could have been had we were if we were had been able to stay. Yeah. So maybe whatever happened with the bomb is actually what caused them to want to leave. So I thought that kind of that part was kind of interesting. That is nice. I like that. Okay. Matter of fact, yeah. Thanks, uh, Jeff. Mm-hmm. And before you hang up, hold on one second. Yeah. Um, I really like that because I, I want to say, you know, Richie, I don't think that it's the whole thing, but I, I do agree that that was a great point because I had forgot that until Jeff just said this, like I got so caught up with trying to, you know, the whole, you know, timeline from five to from, from five around, to six. Yeah. I was, but I forgot that you had mentioned uh, Richie, the, the volcano. And I'm like, I had completely forgotten about the volcano and what an awesome way to explain the sunken island and so thank you that that is awesome uh jeff i'll tell you what you have my friend a massively long piece of audio feedback well to be fair half of it is actually clips from the show all right well i'm gonna ask you real quick here just to to set it up because i'm gonna let you take over and i'm just gonna sit back and relax for a few well i set it up i set it up in the in the voicemail i play say something play a clip say something play another clip so all right let it run all right well i'll let it run thanks jeff for calling hey guys this is jeff and indy When Eloise was talking to Desmond about what he was and wasn't supposed to do, it reminded me, obviously, as it did most people, flashes before your eyes. But I wanted to go back and take another listen to it. Now, listen to this. It's about two minutes long. I'll tell you more in a second. This won't blind any queens, to be sure, but still has the sparkle of life. I'll take it. I'm sorry? It's perfect. I'll take it. No, you won't. Give me the ring. Give it here. Don't understand. This is wrong. You don't buy the ring. You you have second thoughts. You walk right out that door. So come on, let's have it. I don't know what you're on about. You don't buy the ring, Desmond. How do you know my name? Well, I know your name as well as I know that you don't ask Penny to marry you. In fact, you break her heart. Well, breaking her heart, of course, is what drives you in a few short years from now to enter that sailing race to prove her father wrong. Which brings you to the island where you spend the next three years of your life entering numbers into the computer until you are forced to turn that fail-safe key. And if you don't do those things, Desmond David Hume, every single one of us is dead. So give me that sodding ring. You're going to be difficult about this, I can see. Who are you? Do you like chestnuts? Thank you. That man over there is wearing red shoes. So? 
What then? Just thought it was a bold-fashioned choice worth noting. Oh my God. You knew that was gonna happen, didn't you? Then why didn't you stop it? Why didn't you do anything? Because it wouldn't matter. Had I warned him about the scaffolding, tomorrow he'd be hit by a taxi. If I warned him about the taxi, he'd fall in the shower and break his neck. The universe, unfortunately, has a way of course correcting. That man was supposed to die. That was his path. Just as it's your path to go to the island. You don't do it because you choose to, Desmond. You do it because you're supposed to. I'm gonna meet Penny in an hour. I've got a ring. She'll say yes. I can choose whatever I want. You may not like your path, Desmond, but pushing that button is the only truly great thing that you will ever do. Okay, so what we gathered from this, and, and I came up with a lot of this, as did uh, Fleegon. I don't want to step on his toes because he posted something in the forum I just looked up. But uh, both of us find it interesting that, I mean, we all know that she knows about him pushing the button. But when you think about what she knows now, and she mentions the red shoe guy, I had assumed that she was just in charge of, like, she wants to make sure this island thing goes the way it's supposed to. But it's so much more than that because it appears she is a temporal police woman for the whole universe because she knows about this red-shoed guy who, so far, has nothing to do with anything going on here. So um, the interesting thing that I want to play, let me go ahead and play the scene from, the, from this next, last episode. Look, I'm, I'm sorry if I've overstepped my bounds, but Stop I just... Stop talking, Hume. I've heard what you've had to say. Now you listen to me. I want you to stop. Stop? Stop what? Someone has clearly affected the way you see things. This is a serious problem. It is, in fact, a violation. So whatever you're doing, whatever it is you think you're looking for, you need to stop looking for it. Do you know what I'm looking for, Mrs. Whitmore? I don't know why you're looking for anything. You have the perfect life. On top of it, you've managed to attain the thing you've wanted more than anything. My husband's approval. How do you know what I want? Because I bloody do. I need to see that list. Or you need to tell me why I can't. Because you're not ready yet, Desmond. Okay. I'm going to kind of read what Fleegon wrote in the forum because this was what I was going to say, and I think he did a great job of saying it. We've wondered how she could send Daniel back to the island, knowing that she killed him there in the past. And happily ever after, Charles Widmore said that Daniel died for the sake of the island. Regardless of what that means, we know that because of Daniel's death, Eloise helped in recovering Jughead from the cave so it could be detonated, so that she could undo her son's death. If Jughead did, in fact, create the sideways timeline, then, as Julia said, it worked. Hmm. Whatever else is going on, maybe this has always been Mrs. Hawking's motivation. Get everyone where they should be, including sending her son to the past to die, so the events unfold exactly as they must in order to create the sideways timeline where her son lives. As far as her future knowledge goes, it's been speculated that it comes from Daniel's journal, which she got after he died in 77. If Jughead is the cause of the sideways timeline, then Eloise may have received the same journal in that timeline, making her aware of the differences between what is written and what is occurring. 
Clearly, there's even more going on here than what I've stated. Daniel's journal doesn't explain how I always knew some random guy was going to die while she was talking to Desmond in flashes before your eyes, or some of the other things she's alluded to regarding the consequences of people not doing what they were supposed to do, but it's a start. It's exciting to see all the pieces of the puzzle coming together. I also find it interesting that she said that Desmond has always sought the approval of Charles Woodmore, and he's finally getting what he wants. But it's ironic that if he doesn't have Penny, he doesn't need Charles Woodmore's approval. So find that interesting. Talk to you later, guys. Bye-bye. Very, very awesome. I love that. I love it. That's cool. Did you write down some notes? Is there something you wanted to share, Steph? I did, which um, it, it seems that she is the exact same in both timelines. Yes. Which is... Different last name, obviously. Right. Like she's playing a different role. Yes. You know, she's in a different role, but she is the same. Yes. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. Um, I, I, almost like she's the puppeteer. Yeah. Um, what, what did they say? She's all. like the universal pol- time police or yeah, whatever. Something like that. I can't remember yeah. the language they used, but I like that. She's some temporal police officer. It, I don't I know. Like, I she, like that. Yeah. She seems to be in charge, but you know, what do you think about this whole thing being plot out, plotted out just so that she could send her son Daniel back to die so that her son can live in the alternate timeline that w- makes my head spin, but right. uh, I have no idea, but ma- I'm loving this. And, and I agree. It, it is like we are starting to see the, you know, we've had this big, huge, gigantic, you know, 10,000 piece puzzle, right? And we are starting to see see the the lost puzzle come together, and and it's almost as though you know there are, there are several missing pieces, right? But we can start to see that this is going to come out and look really really awesome. You know, as far as puzzles go, I really love puzzles. Yeah, but this one has too many pieces. Yeah, and they're lucky that I've stuck with them as long as I have. I would have given well, up a long time ago. There's a lot of people, Stephanie, that did give up. I know, that, and I that feel have bad given for them up. I do. I, really, I do. I'm really looking forward to the payout. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like when you when you finish a really gorgeous puzzle mm-hmm. and it's just so beautiful that you don't want to take it out and put it in the box. Yeah. So you frame it. Right. And, and you know, I, I that that's what we're going to get. Yes. I, I mean, that's what I want to get. Yeah. And and the cool thing is, is when we see and the puzzle, I think we'll get when we see the puzzle, just like any work of art, it's not going to speak the same thing to everyone. It will right. still be open for interpretation. Right. You know, people joke that, you know, it's the whole snow globe thing. It, it That's been done. They're yeah, not going to do I no. think that I can, I, I'm holding to the fact that they're going to do something that hasn't been done before. Yeah. I mean, they have been conti- con- continually pushing that line yeah. since they started. And, and well, so, I, you know, it's, it's so funny you say that because of, if you they're think not about gonna wake up and it's somebody's dream, it's, yeah. you know, it, they're not going to do that. That's all been done before. Well, it's so funny that you keep saying it's, it's all been done before. But but if you think about all the different things, oh, that all the things that they've used, it's yes, all been done before. It's I all know. been done before, but it's just not in one place. It's just borrowed from everywhere. I know, but they but it's, are it's, all, it's they're like using all, it in ways that it all fits together. Yes. And they're doing it. They're just borrowing elements here, right. elements there. And they're building something out of things that, you know, basically make up their lives. The mm-hmm. lives of these writers have been influenced in so many awesome ways. And it's like, you know what? Let's just get together and have a big, huge, gigantic it's like a six tribute to year all the things geek that fest right. in this writing room. You know? Right. It's like they're just geeking out. It's That's really, all it is. And it, it's it really is 
a ride to watch. It is. It really is. Well, hey, um, you know, thinking about what's coming up next weekend, before before I play any kind of uh, little preview for next week, okay. let's just remember where this episode left off because I love this. So, did you find what you were looking for? Yes, George, I did. <laughs> Go to Melrose and Suiza, please. You got it. And if there's anything else I can do for you, Mr. Hume, you just name it. Actually, there is one thing, George. Can you get me the manifest for my flight from Sydney? Oceanic 815. Just the names of the passengers. Sure I can. Do you mind if I ask you what you need it for? I just need to show them something. I just need to show them something. How cool is that? Oh my goodness. I can't wait to hear or to see an experience. So do you think that do. do you think that Desmond will be a part of I think Desmond every episode I ho- here on out? I, can I just say I want him to be? Yeah. So I do want I. him to be a part of any I mean, if they're still gonna do some other centric episodes, I still want him to Maybe be Maybe it's Desmond's touch yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Not, yeah. Yeah, because it, because it, 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 you know, he's taking the place of Jacob. Right, hmm. he's gonna he he has to show them things. I love it. I I just I really I, love it. I, I do. Feel. I'm so excited. I am so excited. Hey, um, again, before we talk about what's coming up on Lost, let's talk about what's coming up here at GSPN Let's talk about that. Another reminder. Uh, I know we mentioned it was way back in the beginning of this episode right. in the alternate timeline. Uh, no, again, Francois Chow interview coming this friday but uh, it, it is still tentative so you know anything could change he's obviously busy guy and everything right. uh, but if you have questions for pierre chang uh, mark wickman or dr marvin candle uh we will be interviewing our francois uh if you want to uh ask your questions please submit them via audio I try to keep them as short and brief to the point as possible, but please do submit some questions. I think it'll be excellent to have you guys interview him along with Stephanie and I. Uh, The phone number, of course, 859-795-4067. They're asking in the chat room, will it be live? The answer to your question is yes, it will. However, what time it will be, it is tentatively tentatively sent. So you just have to keep an eye on Twitter. Right. It is tentatively set up for 2.30 p.m. Eastern time here at gspn.tv slash live. But listen, that is in no way is that put it carved into stone. So right. um, do follow GSPN on Twitter. That's twitter.com slash GSPN. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be posting updates, anything that changes to let you know. And uh, by the way, special thank you to Andrea, who happens to be my personal assistant. Absolutely. I love her. Andrea is my assistant and she is the one who has been <laughs> contacting the publicists and agents and managers for all the uh, all the uh, folks over there at Lost. Uh, she has feverishly been trying to contact them to see if we can get them onto the show before the finale. And uh, Francois is the first one so far that's agreed. And uh, if it goes really well, uh, I'm going to have her resubmit um, requests to all the other managers and publicists mm-hmm. out there uh, with with the ability to actually play the interview that we do with Francois. So again, if you guys can uh, do that, that would be awesome. Again, phone number 859-795-4067. And also... I want to remind you guys something that I know you probably are getting to the point where you're tired of hearing it. I hope this doesn't happen, but it's something I I recognize just in my years of doing sales that it's, you know, you have to hear it over and over again. 
And it is a reminder for this. You've followed the story. Do you think we crashed on this place by coincidence? You've listened to the podcast. It's destiny. And now it must come to an end. You and me are getting the hell off this island. But not before Cliff and Stephanie throw a lost series finale party. Pack your bags. Make your reservations. We're going on vacation, baby. 5 p.m. Eastern, Sunday, May 23rd. The Lost Series Finale Party. We need to get to the safe house. The party will be at a secure facility, but you must RSVP to get in. Open this door! Don't miss the GSPN Lost Finale Party. It's your last chance. Well, thank God for second chances. Sign up today at gspn.tv slash lost party. I love that promo. I, you know, That's I a know good one. it is, it is excellent. And I, special thanks to my client uh, and good friend, Rick Tarrant for producing that for me. He is an amazing voiceover talent. <laughs> Really good. He is. He's awesome. I love. I it. had so much fun talking about the lost party at the end of Full Time Mom this week. Yeah, that was fun. Yep. And so, uh, folks, we you know we want to we want to see you there. It, it is going to be awesome. You know, it. We have an entire restaurant, the entire restaurant of a hotel, completely reserved just for us. Yes. And it is going to be awesome. And I heard rumors. I heard rumors that it's going to be a four hour event two hour recap a two hour preview or yeah yeah and then two hour finale that so wow a four hour event folks sign up today gspn.tv slash lost party you don't want to miss this no you don't want to miss this all right enough said all right with that folks for those of you who don't like any kind of spoilers don't want to know anything about what's coming up on lost then we encourage you right now to turn everything off because now we're going to Bonnie's preview and talking about what's coming up on Lost. This isn't what was supposed to happen. What's going to happen? You don't want to know what was supposed to happen. I know it. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You know what? We're going to find out. Don't you want to know? Lost Away Bonnie with your preview of next week's episode. Lost Season 6, Episode 12 is called Everybody Loves Hugo and will air this Tuesday at 9 p.m. on ABC. ABC synopsis reads, Hurley agonizes over what the group should do next, and Locke is curious about the new arrival to his camp. First of all, the title, Everybody Loves Hugo, is a callback to the fourth episode of season two, Everybody Hates Hugo. In that episode, he had bad luck after playing the lottery. In this episode, he has good luck. We'll see Hurley at Mr. Cluck's and also on the island. In this episode, we'll see more of Desmond, but we'll also get to see Michael, Libby, Pierre Chang, and Hurley's mom. For more information on Lost Season 6, Episode 12, Everybody Loves Hugo, visit lost.about.com for my previews and photos. This is Bonnie Koval for GSPN's Weekly Lost Podcast and lost.about.com. Thank you very much, Bonnie. It's always a pleasure to hear from you. And folks, that's what's coming up next week on Lost. And I don't know, and that makes me happy. I know. Stephanie just put <laughs> her headphones sorry, back Bonnie. on. sorry, Bonnie. I really do appreciate that she does that. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm at the point now that I don't want to know yet. I, I don't want to know anymore. Right. And hey, you guys, check out Bonnie's blog. I mean, she does some great stuff. I mean, you talk about somebody that's dedicated and devoted just as much as we are to Lost. She does a, fina- a fabulous job. A fanabulous. A she fanabulous. does a fabulous job 
of just really covering all the stuff out there in Lostdom. And of course, you can find that at lost.about.com. And, uh, you know, again, I, I can't thank you guys enough for calling in and leaving all this wonderful feedback. Will you do it again next week? Seriously, I mean, I cannot tell you what a blessing it was to get all of this wonderful feedback uh, in audio form to really make this weekend show all about you guys. The phone number to call in, 859-795-4067. Again, that number, 859-795-4067. Also, Stephanie, uh, they can... Get a email over to us to feedback at gspn.tv. Uh, what we would do is uh, ask that you use some kind of audio recording device. If you have like the voice memo app on your iPhone, any kind of audio recording, you can also attach that to an email, feedback at gspn.tv. If you want to write and talk about your theory in text, maybe you're just a little too embarrassed to give a call or whatever, we encourage you to do that. Would you please do that over at the forum? at gspn.tv slash forum and there's an entire law section tons of valuable awesome conversations happening there and uh, instead of sending those in email to me if you if you actually put them in the forum they actually get read by everybody in the community and uh, it's very awesome anyway Stephanie anything else you want to share I don't think so. Full-time mom, podcast.com. It's back. Okay, so here's the thing. Like before, when it was me and Sarah, I would blush when you would when you would cross-promote. But now that it's just, I'm like seriously blushing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Anyway. Check it out, folks. I have a hard time with people saying nice things about me. <laughs> Full-time mom, podcast.com. That's Stephanie's own solo show. Stephanie and I also produce another show called Family from the Heart. Dot com. Well, I'll tell you what, we produce a whole lot of those shows. But, we do. But go check out go check out fulltimemompodcast.com. You won't be sorry. Anyway, until next or time. Or you will. Or you will. <laughs> or until next time, everybody. Stay, stay lost. lost.